In this episode, we take a look at the ancient pagan Sabbath called Imbolc. We look at how it influences many of the things we do around this time of year, including Groundhog Day and Valentine's Day. And we even look at the very strange story of how the colors red and white got associated with that holiday. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay. We have a fun topic. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it relates to the month that we're currently in. Exactly. Well, the month that it will be when this airs. When it first airs, right. If we're being honest, Mm -hmm. it is not that month yet. No, we're working in advance. Yeah, because we try to be organized, ahead of life people. Because as you know, life can come up and just hit you with stuff. Exactly. I think Ferris Bueller said something to that effect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about Embolk. Yep. Okay. This is a Sabbat. Yes. From pagan culture. Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain it. We're going to go over it. You are going to hear a lot of familiar things. There's two like kind of holidays that happen in February. Yep. There's Groundhog Day Mm -hmm. and there's Valentine's Valentine's. Day. Yep. These are both stolen from pagan culture and this sabbat yeah they're like weird like weirdly commercialized and americanized and it's just another one of those things that like if you're scratching your head about like why we're doing any of this yeah i mean basically anytime you do that i just imagine oh pagan culture exactly yeah right this especially and i think like we say in all of these episodes when we kind of go through the holidays and like the sabbats and all that it makes you feel more connected to them. Yes. I enjoy them more when I actually understand what they come from and what I'm celebrating and what I'm honoring. Yeah, it just makes it make more sense. Yes. Now, this word, Imbolc, Mm -hmm. Imbolc, is pronounced so many different ways. Yeah. And that's because it was in different regions and different cultures. Mm -hmm. There's a couple different names for it. I'll try to say as many as I can. But if you hear Imbolc, Imbolc, and then with a G, Imbolg, the, yes. Those are all the same thing. Yes. It's just different dialects and how they're said. Right. Okay. So this Sabbath was celebrated the beginning of February, either February 1st or February 2nd. Right. Now, Jamie, tell the people why we don't have an exact date. <laughs> because there were no calendars. No. We were We were running off the stars. Yes. So whatever the stars and the sun was doing, right. that's when we celebrated this. Right. Those, the stars were our calendar. Yeah. So sometimes it falls on this calendar on right. the first, sometimes on the second. So right. that's why. Okay. I want you to listen for Groundhog Day and Valentine's Day. Okay. When I'm telling you about this. Okay. I also want to mention that this was originally not an official Sabbat. Also, mm-hmm. Sabbat and Sabbat mean the same thing. I try to I try to use different pronunciations to like cover right. everything. Right. I mean the same thing when I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. People call say them different ways. Yes. So this became adopted mm-hmm. as a Sabbat later. Yes, exactly. And the reason for that is because cultures, like we said, pagan culture, like everyone kind of had to flee. Yes. Patriarchal religion colonization and colonization Mm -hmm. so they all mixed together Mm -hmm. and it later became something more honored right now it doesn't mean it wasn't honored it of course was well that's like a weird thing in our society is that if it's not original yeah then it's not legit i know there's no room for like 
improvement or yeah. additions. Yes. You know, I, I would think of it as like how we celebrate Christmas as a culture, mm-hmm. which is you will see our episode on that. Right. Right. But then compared to how we celebrate Valentine's Day, it's right. like it's there. You don't have work off or anything. Right. But like it, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. You probably need to make a reservation yeah. somewhere yeah, to well, go to dinner if maybe. you choose to do that. Yeah. You know, like so it's there. Like it, that was kind of the energy of mm-hmm. it. Like we're paying attention. We're honoring it. We're doing stuff about this. But also like it's winter and we're just trying to live. Yeah. We're trying to survive here. We're trying to still keep right, eating and breathing. Right. Yes. Okay. So this was a special day mm-hmm. to honor the goddess. Yes. Goddess. Okay, so the reason you don't know its name is because it was honoring a goddess, a goddess, and not God. Exactly. Right. Okay, so she was slowly, painstakingly turning the wheel of the year to spring. Right. This is honoring her in that process. Right. Okay. Most symbolism and rituals around luring back the sun are, if you think of it as like trying to manifest spring coming soon. Right. So if you're like Jamie and I and you live in a part of the world where winter is long and harsh and you're like, okay, winter, that's good. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Massachusetts, a lot of times we don't even get a spring. It's just kind of like winter to summer. Yeah, that's true. You know, so that feeling of like, I want to manifest the nicer weather Mm -hmm. earlier. That's the energy our ancestors were using to pull that in. Right, because it was cold where they were, and yeah, the food was scarce by now. Yes, exactly. You have to think about how hard mm-hmm. life was for our ancestors. Like many people didn't survive winters. Right, exactly. Many crops didn't. Many um, livestock didn't. Mm-hmm. So yep. that focus on like pulling that back in and getting to mm-hmm. the finish line—that's where that comes from. Right, it's like hope. They couldn't go to like Whole Foods and no. just get what they needed. Nope, they had to like grow it. Exactly, or raise it. Right. Most of what we have on record mm-hmm. for Imbolc is from Ireland. Yes. Okay. People get confused because they're like, oh, yes, this is an Irish Sabbat mm-hmm. or a Celtic or a Celtic, however you choose to say that word, mm-hmm. Sabbat. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it isn't only that. It was everywhere. I have a few right. other examples. And it's all mm-hmm. honoring, the, honoring the goddess, mm-hmm. like waiting for the sun god to come back, all of that. Right. You're going to hear a lot of it referenced that way. And much like a lot of stuff, like when we talked about astrology, a lot of it's like through the Greek lens. Yes. It's just whoever's records survived. Right. Exactly. So yep, that's what we get. So this is a little more Irish. Yeah. None of this is a closed practice. Mm-mm. It does not matter where you come from or what your cultural background is. Right. All of this is open to everyone, and it always was. Right. Until patriarchal religion said nobody can do it, except us the way we do it. (laughs) Good point. Okay. Good point. All right. So Bridget. Love her. In Ireland, right? Mm -hmm. She's the great mother goddess. Yep. She was honored as she was waiting for the young sun god. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone hears these things, and they get a little, I'm going to use your word that I think you made up, squidgy. I think I did make. Okay, <laughs> that's a Jamie word yep. that I use all the time now. Too. Yep. They get a little squidgy. Yeah. They get like a little panties bunched. Yeah, a little, little uncomfortable. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, but you have to understand that like we're talking more about feminine energy and masculine energy than we're talking about like girl and boy. And like, right. ge- it's not about gender here. It's about energy. It's about energy. Right. So... If you can take sort of the gendered parts, because everybody, no matter how they identify, has masculine and feminine energy. Right. 
whatever they pull forward in different circumstances and different areas of their lives right. is a fascinating study. Yes. This is about the energy. Yeah, I have a problem with this. <sighs> Tell me, what's the problem? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't even know how to explain it. Okay. But uh, it could probably be its own episode. Okay. But like, the issue, like talking about like feminine and masculine energy, mm-hmm. which I've, we've done for years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, not that it's jumped the shark, Mm-hmm. but that we've ruined it for everybody oh that some people have like ruined you like, it. like yeah. we've ruined it for the class oh yeah right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um i feel like that about a lot of stuff the patriarchy gets a hold of so it's almost like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that you and i have good intentions or what the or that we're using the original meaning mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. to the outside world it can be taken so badly uh-huh that i i worry about using it got it do you know what I mean? I do. I do. I think it. I think you could apply those thoughts to basically anything that was pagan and then stolen by the patriarchy. Right. So I think it's like a good representation of right. that. Especially now, like with this whole issue in our country, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's in other places too, but in our country with this like transphobia happening mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, anti everybody <laughs> no one's safe here i mean that's the truth about america no one's safe yeah right true. yeah but like i would just never want to be a part of that like adding fuel to the fire mm. of this like very gendered mm-hmm. binary conversation yeah and i i think that i think that that makes sense the way that i look at it mm-hmm. is that the feminine and the masculine energy and talking about that mm-hmm. it makes it so you don't have the be a girl be a boy right based on current cultural whatever right right because like even if you were like i don't want to be you know put in a box and have to be a man the way you're saying i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. a man go back a hundred years and like it was normal for a man to wear heels and tights and, and a way dress and a way right. right and that doing something outside of that would right. have been that so when you're saying masculine and feminine mm-hmm. you're not and you're talking about energy and right a, correct yeah you're not gendering anybody right that the energy of masculine and feminine was never gendered and it's a it's right. a real thing so, mm-hmm. to the point where like trees are masculine and feminine right you know right. you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah we as a society have put gender on top of it exactly it's gender that is the problem right and the rules of gender right 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 so to me if i'm talking about feminine and masculine energy i'm actually giving vocabulary and understanding to people that doesn't enter into that area that where that like offensive things are actually happening right. exactly it supersedes it exactly you know what i mean yeah no absolutely so i think that i think that everyone needs to find where that's comfortable for them right but i do think it is incredibly important to say like masculine and feminine energy are a real thing they're Mm -hmm. in every pagan everything they're in every culture they're in every religion they're everywhere in nature Mm -hmm. and it's gender that's the problem so imagine if we could talk more about the energy right instead right and I get it that the crunchy white women on the pipeline mm-hmm. to white supremacy in our industry are right. probably misusing it and using it to hurt people. Right. Especially when you put the word divine in front. Exactly. Right. But for me, I, that makes me want to say it louder mm-hmm. the right way. Yeah, no, I agree. You know what I mean? That's why I brought it up because I yes. wouldn't want someone to be listening and thinking that we were talking about that type of gender. 110%. Because... 
in this world, mm -hmm. the holistic, spiritual, witchy world, mm -hmm. there is a lot of people not knowing what the hell they're talking right. about. You know what I mean? Right. Like you've done no research, you've taken no classes, you've asked no experts right. and you're going and you're just talking about something that you're just like, it's like you're recycling something that you heard somewhere else and you're just saying it. Right. Well, I mean, you and I used to talk about divine feminine yeah. and energy and divine mm -hmm. masculine energy. And then we saw people using it mm -hmm. to then funnel Mm -hmm. ideas that were in real close approximation with white supremacy. Yeah. You start talking about divine. Yeah. That's now a red flag for me. That, it is, that, yeah. you, that you're sliding real fast into white supremacy. Oh, interesting. So it's the word divine for you. Yeah. It's like a superiority. Yeah. Like when oh, you yeah. put it on that, like the divine feminine. I see what you're saying. Um, yes. That's, yeah. that's, you see a lot of that now with people who are and like you said, they might not even realize it. Yeah. But they're practicing white supremacy. They're practicing Nazism. Yeah. Without even knowing it sometimes. I think my red flag isn't in the word divine, but it's in the usage of like claiming that you have divine feminine energy or you have divine yeah. masculine energy. Right. You do. Everybody does though. Mm -hmm. So so do we all. We all do. <laughs> yeah, right? Like what that to me, what that actually means, and not just to me, this mm -hmm. is like if you actually research when you say right. someone says divine feminine or divine masculine, mm -hmm. it means like healed. Yes. Like, but no one else, again, it's like no one, no one knows that. No. Now. Like everyone's forgotten. Yes. It. So if you are saying, like if I said, I'm going to use my divine feminine energy and go, you know, do a photo shoot in a in a pretty dress and do that. Mm -hmm. That would actually be incorrect because I am not a fully healed human. None of us are. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why it was being referred to in gods and goddesses as like the pure state of it. Does it exist inside of me? Yes. Can right. I express it perfectly? No. no. Right. So that's where for me I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. Like you you can absolutely study the divine feminine. You can pull that energy into your body. But it would be the same as if I was like, I'm going to give everyone my angelic energy. Yes. I can channel exactly. that. I have, everybody has some of it inside of them, right. but I can't actually give it out. I'm not, it, it starts to border on cult leader well, stuff that, to me. Right, because that that's the red flag for me is that you say divine yep. and then you say it enough and you start mm -hmm. talking over people about it. And so yes. then all of a sudden you think you're better. Which yes. then leads you to being like, I'm a better person. I know more than you. I'm superior to you. Yeah. And that's, that's where people start weaponizing healed. Exactly. Right. The right. same way that they're weaponizing And that you divinity. now need me because I have the, yeah. I can channel the divine feminine. So you right. need me to heal. Right. I can heal you. And you'll be better, a right. better person if you're healed. So I'm not doing it. No, but you're actually the same kind of person when you're healed. You're right. just having a better experience. Right. You're not like worthy of more because you're healed. Correct. PSA. All right, I just dragged us down this. That's an important tangent, one, though, because we're going to talk a lot about feminine energy right. and masculine energy. If you're talking about a Sabbath, if you're talking about astrology, mm -hmm. if you're talking about anything like that, mm -hmm. you have to talk about feminine and masculine energy. Right. And if you're used to hearing it through the lens of like Christianity, right. you're used to only hearing masculine energy. Correct. So it's very difficult sometimes for people to not want to just like jump all over the feminine energy mm -hmm. and misuse it because right. you're, you're craving it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. I think it's an important point. So let's go back to our girl, Bridget. Do you think her divine feminine energy was bringing up this conversation for us? Cause it actually gives me real Bridget vibes. Yeah. Well, it, it absolutely could be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not that I am being Bridget. No. 
I'm not. I'm just saying I may be talking about it. Bring, Brings calls energy, that energy influencing in. Yeah, calls that yeah. energy in. Exactly. Okay. So the story about Bridget is that she's waiting for the sun god. Now, mm-hmm. the reminder here is that during Yule, the sun god was reborn. Remember? Yep. Again, you can see episode. our episode. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the birth of the sun god, right. S-U-N, is what Christianity took as the birth of the son, son of, of God. God. They just twisted the language a little. Right. Okay. So it's the same thing. And again, multiple cultures. Yeah. Multi- every culture, we talked about this, has a re- a death and a rebirth of the sun God. That's mm-hmm. how it went. Right. Okay. So she's waiting for him. Now, he was just born. So she's waiting for him to be of age. Right. To be her match again. Right. To be her lover again. Mm-hmm. This is where people start saying stuff like, ew. Creepy. Is this like pedophilia? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, again, you you turned it into gender. Well, and you sexualized it. And you sexualized which it. Which is what we do. And I mean, these Sabbaths are, there's a lot of stuff about sex. Right. Like a lot of different cultures, like during these Sabbaths, a lot of people were having orgies. Right. I mean, like, that's honest. That's, that's, yeah, that's true. That's accurate. Yeah. Right. So I understand where maybe some of that, you're like, wait, it's not about sex, but then all of this was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, because we're seeing it through the lens of what this society and modern world has been taught about sex. And what's deemed appropriate and not appropriate. And then it was a different lens and a different filter. Sex wasn't seen the same way. There was no sex before marriage because there was actually no marriage. Correct. <laughs> right. Exactly. There were ceremonies. There was commitment mm-hmm. to each other. There mm-hmm. was that, but there was no legality to Correct. something like that. Right. And there was no, like, you're better if you get married and you've never had sex. Yeah. That right. Wasn't a thing. A thing. No. Mm-hmm. No. No, no. I'm not saying they were perfect, but they no. were a lot freer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What I want you to think of is in the month of February, everyone thinking about the sun goddess, the mm-hmm. sun, the, I'm sorry, the goddess waiting mm-hmm. for the sun god mm-hmm. to come be her lover and ask her to be together. Right. Sounds like Like Valentine's an engagement, Day. like Valentine's Day. Day love. Right? Cupid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I think if you start there, mm-hmm. like the woman waiting for the man to ask her, mm-hmm saying he's ready let's let's be together mm-hmm. you'll understand where valentine's comes from and it kind of enrages me that it got twisted into like females waiting around to be asked a man out. will right. ask her and not asking the man like right that's never what it was no it's just, and it's just so commercialized yeah hmm. mm-hmm. okay the great mother goddess Brigid was so ingrained in irish culture that the church had to spin her story and create St. Bridget's Day. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law and my aunties all grew up at, they went to St. Bridget's Church in Southie. Yes. So St. Bridget is a, is just Bridget. Mm-hmm. Stolen. Right. Like St. Michael. But stolen badly. Right. Yes. Like St. Michael. St. Michael. St. Like the story is so silly that I feel like I have to read you some of it. Okay. <laughs> and it's, I read it. I got it from catholic.org. Yeah. Interesting. The search engines. But I wanted to actually tell yeah, no, you right, what they're right. saying about it. Yeah. Okay. So let me read it to you. Okay. So this, again, I'm reading from catholic.org and I'm going to skip through some of it because it's long, but I want to try to give you the important parts. Okay. There is much debate over her parents. We're talking about Bridget here, mm-hmm. but it's widely believed her mother was Bracca. 
a Christian baptized by St. Patrick, and her father was Dubthak. You think that's how you say that, Jay? Who knows? Okay. I mean, if it's if it's Gaelic, okay. we're probably wrong. So a chieftain, so right. that just means a chief. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bracca was a slave, therefore Bridget was born into slavery. Right. When Dubthak's wife discovered Bracca was pregnant, she was sold to a Druid land loaner, uh, landowner. It is not clear if Bracca was unable to produce milk. This is important to remember this. Or was not present to care for Bridget, but legend states Bridget vomited any food the Druid attempted to feed her as he was impure. So a white cow with red ears sustained her instead. Hmm. Many stories of Bridget's purity followed her through childhood. She was unable to keep from feeding the poor and healing them. One story says Bridget once gave her mother's entire store of butter that was later replenished when Bridget prayed. I would just like to stop for a second and say... If this was really happening, she would be killed for being a witch. That's true. So this is where Great I point. like to point out how annoying this is. I thought you were going to talk about the egg shortage we're having now. And how <laughs> I'd like to pray for, <laughs> for my fridge to fill up with eggs. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So eventually, Dubthak became tired of her charitable nature and took her to the king of Leinster, I think is how you say that, with mm-hmm. the intention of selling her. As he spoke to the king, Bridget gave his bejeweled sword to a beggar so that he could barter it for some food for his family. When the king, who was a Christian, saw this, he recognized her heart and convinced Dubthatch to grant her freedom by saying, her merit before God is greater than ours. After being freed, Bridget returned to the Druid and her mother, who was in charge of the Druid's dairy. Bridget took over and often gave away milk, but the dairy prospered despite the charitable practice. And the Druid eventually fed, uh, freed Bracca. Mm-hmm. Bridget then returned to Dubthatch, who they arranged for her to marry a bard. She refused and made a vow to always be chaste. Okay. Okay, so there's a lot more here. But I'm just, I'm just really annoyed. It's not really how I'm, I'm not really feeling it. So anyway, she goes on to become a saint Jesus. in the church. Um there's a whole thing about her um, legend has it Bridget prayed that her beauty would be taken so that no one would want to marry her. And the prayer was granted. It was not until after she made her final vows that her beauty was restored. So final vows, meaning she became like a nun. There's just so much patriarchy sewn into the story. It's, uh-huh. it's really mm-hmm. cringy. So there's so much, like I'm showing you this like very long thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's about our girl Bridget. I don't know. What do you think? No, thank you. Okay, so it doesn't track for like the energy of Bridget if you think about. Well, perfect, perfect segue because the real the pagan goddess Bridget was actually known for fertility, creative inspiration, (laughs) metal smithing, interesting. Yes, medicine, and was the protector and healer of children. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Imbolc means use milk. Oh, so goat's milk, milk, right? Lamb's milk. Yeah, to you, one of those two. You is a sheep. And the reason it's called that is because in Europe, it was the time that pregnant ewes began lactating. Right. So this happening was like a sign that spring was coming. Exactly. So an animal was giving you some hints that spring was coming. Does that right. sound familiar? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. But do you hear how like they stole part of the milk stuff in but not the all. bridge right. story, but they actually didn't do it very well. And then used it against her, essentially. Like, Yeah. I, I just find it... The whole story is so, um, first of all, she, like I said, she would have been killed for being a witch. Yes. It's all of that point. is witchcraft, right? Yeah. But I guess she <laughs> yeah. gets by for some weird reason. Mm, 
yeah, I don't know why. Makes no sense. Because she was pretty? I, I don't know. Before she was stripped of her beauty? I didn't think they liked the pretty one. I don't know. And she's chaste, so like they actually couldn't have liked her very much, right? Isn't that all they believed women were good for? You know what? She didn't have any children. True. I've noticed the women that I know in my life mm-hmm. who love Bridget mm-hmm. are like the fieriest, yes, strongest, yes, most stubborn women, yes, that well, I know. Let me remind you that she was a virgin goddess, which is not about sexuality. No, but it's about not independence ind- and like not exactly. needing, not like needing like enjoying another person right. or another energy, but right. not needing. It's like a more powerful form of again feminine energy, yeah, not gendered feminine correct. energy, right? And being yes. independent and yes. Right, self-sustaining. Yes. Yeah. So I just, I think a lot of the story is like, this is clearly, they're taking a pagan goddess who's very powerful, who mm-hmm. they couldn't wipe out of the culture because people were too connected to her. Right, because they loved her energy. Exactly. Right. And then they're, <laughs> but they're trying to like undermine her. Exactly. All the time in that story. Right. Like, that. where is it that like, where's the talk about all the stuff she did? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, you know, it's about the men around her. It's just, I don't know, it's classic annoyingness. Yeah. I have more to tell you about this. Okay. But I think we should take a quick break and recover from this, the theft of the Bridget story poorly okay. <laughs> and come right back. Okay. We'll be right back after this short break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, y'all. It's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that, yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. You know what goes great with podcast listening? A great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop. Yep. Beans roasted in-house, amazing baristas, You know where I'm talking about. Restoration coffee. Can we go? Yes, I need an Americano and maybe a panini too. Ooh, I need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl. Yeah, check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this obsessed is actually really well timed <laughs> for our topic today because yeah. it's about religion. Yes. And it's a TikTok that I sent you, and I'm just going to play like the first clip of it, and then yeah. I want you to tell everybody what your response was because <laughs> I sent this to you with no caption, no thoughts. I just sent it. But it had to have been your thought about it. Too. It absolutely okay. was. Okay. Yeah. All right, ready? I feel like one of the only things that the Catholics got really well 
is the aesthetic. <laughs> so she said one of the only things the Catholics got right was their aesthetic. And she goes on to talk about like that there are crowns and there are candles and there are stained glass and aesthetically and veils and, yeah. and aesthetically yeah. like lanterns with like like smoky lanterns yes. being like thrown around the church yes. like the the aesthetic of it the vibe yeah she's like they got that right <laughs> just like everything else. Yeah. and my response to you was yeah that that's just the witchy vibe that's yeah. just the, You're the like, witchy that's the, that's the witchy shit yeah and it is like that that's like the we, pagan stuff. right when we talk about the stuff like the pagan stuff that was stolen like we're talking about the story of bridget yeah all this stuff yeah this is in line with that like it's not a coincidence mm-hmm. that the things that you or we or whomever likes yeah even about things that we don't agree with yeah it's because it was stolen yeah that's what our ancestors right. were doing especially like if you're like the stuff that I love, I love a stained glass. I love the building of a church. Mm-hmm. I love um, the the outfits everyone's wearing. I love right. that there's candles everywhere and lighting a candle. You are describing a ritual, pagan rituals. <laughs> you are describing the pagan witchy aesthetic. Right. You're you're picturing the veil black. Exactly. But it's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Right. And there are thorns on the crown or something. Everything good about religion right. was stolen from pagan times. On, on purpose. On purpose. So that we would stay, so that we could be on board. But then not done as well. Right. I know people are going to get mad at me for saying that, but I really don't care anymore. <laughs> no. And I know that we do have some listeners who are Catholic. Yeah, that's fine. And they, they also. They didn't steal it. No. And they're also very aware of the problems. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. They're not blind to the, the problematic nature of the church. Well, it's sort of like blaming the people in the cult for the abuse of right. a cult. Right. Like, no, they're, I'm not saying that the church is a cult, but you know what I mean? Right. They're, those people are just in the religion. They didn't right. steal it. They're not benefiting financially from it. No, like, you don't, you're not in the Vatican with billions no. of dollars of land and jewels. Yeah. I'm and not coming art. for you. I don't have a problem right. with you. No problem. No problem, man. But like, I would like you to know all this. I, yeah, I want you to know, and I and I want people who may feel guilty about like no longer practicing or yeah. that, that that it didn't work for them. Yeah, that's why there are parts that you might have a hard time letting go of. Yeah, I think you have a collection of candles that look like the religious aesthetic, yes. but they're really a, the stolen pagan aesthetic. But they have like really cool people on them. Yes, you know what I oh, mean. Oh yeah, you can get those like trendy ones that are like. Um, prayer candles yeah but you can get them with like michelle obama on them. oh yes or yes like i think Beyonce. you have like actual goddesses on yours oh, yeah, I yes do. but I choose, yes yeah i choose like i yes yeah. you can get those actually witchy yeah no yeah. i get the ones that have well saint michael oh but right. i get the art it's archangel michael right we know what right yeah and like so i'll get those ones yes and use those ones yes exactly so go ahead if yeah. you if you're drawn to that and you like it it's because you like the witchy part of it. exactly Let's talk about some more in bulk stuff. Yeah. It's going to sound real familiar, some of it. (laughs) (laughs) The Romans dedicated this festival of in bulk Mm -hmm. to Venus. Okay. Now, Venus is the goddess of love. Love. Right. Exactly. So they spent this whole month talking about love and honoring love. Right. Just like Valentine's Day. Yeah. So if you're like, why is it now? Right. Right. This is why. Exactly. Okay. Did you know Mm. that the first flower of spring, which was almost always a crocus, was honored and it represented the goddess? I did not. 
So I, I am this person and I would put a lot of money on the fact that you are even more this person than I am. Yes. That the spotting of a crocus. Yes. Sometimes through the snow mm-hmm. brings you a level of joy. Yes. You could not really explain to someone who doesn't understand it. No, I like take a photo of it and send it to my husband. <laughs> like the crocuses are up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, if I'm being honest, get like emotional, like a little mm-hmm. bit of a teary moment. Oh, like, I, like it's, oh, it's here. It's nice. coming. It feels incredibly important and significant to me when I see crocuses. So this is actually a really good illustration mm-hmm. example of what we mean when we said at the beginning of the episode that like we didn't have calendars no so you live by the stars you live by the plants yes right so you know oh the crocus is up spring's coming we're almost at spring we're not there yet but we're almost at spring right exactly now you put that in the modern day mm-hmm. in like two weeks ago uh-huh. because of climate change uh-huh. i was at the bank and I pulled up and I saw that their crocuses were coming up and I was scared. Yeah. You're like, oh no. So I took the photo and sent it to my husband and I was like, oh no, <laughs> the crocuses are coming. This is not good. But see, our but ancient, that's how we lived, right? Our so, ancient ancestors would have known there was a problem. Exactly. The crocuses are too early. What's going on? That's what I mean. So like yes. we know, mm-hmm. we know what's supposed to be happening and when something's wrong. Yes. So when we talk about like living by the stars or living by the planet, yep. that's actually like a really good microcosm of yes. what that looks like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Have you, had you stayed in tune with it all these years, human right. beings, we would right. not be here. Exactly. Yeah. If we hadn't disconnected from that global warming climate change wouldn't be an issue because we'd no. still be living by the land. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So point of the story, if the crocuses make you nervous too early mm-hmm. and really emotionally happy at the right time. Yep. You're, you're a witch. You're being a witch. Congratulations. <laughs> welcome. The real version of a witch, <laughs> right, actually. Exactly. Yes. Okay. The boring version. <laughs> <laughs> One people don't love as much. Sorry, there's no devil and there yeah, never was. No, we exactly. don't. There's nothing we like We just that. like crocuses. <laughs> We get emotional about the crocuses. <laughs> so our ancestors would use these as decorations, the crocuses. They mm-hmm. decorate their homes with them. They'd wear them. Yep. And they were given as a sign of love. Oh. So if so, remember the story of like the goddess waiting for the god to like give her a sign that he's ready to be like on her level and in love. Yeah, again. yeah. Okay. The f- giving of the crocus is a sign of that. Oh, nice. So if you're like, wait, where does this receiving flowers from a man? And like, (laughs) I actually, I'm someone who I actually really enjoy getting flowers. Same. Like they can Mm -hmm. be picked. They can be bought at the grocery store. Or like a plant. They could be a plant. Right. They could be a beautiful arrangement. They could be like a child. You could put in your backyard. Yeah. You did give me it for my birthday last year. I love that. I'm actually trying to figure out if it's male energy or female energy so I can put one next to it so that they'll sprout apples. Nice. Yeah. That's God and goddess, feminine and masculine energy. Perfect. There's no gender to the trees, Jamie. They're just, that's just what they need for fertilization. That's it. Exactly. It's all that matters. For life. It doesn't matter for life. life. Just gonna, they just have to propagate. Exactly. Live. But I'm just saying, if you're like somebody who really does enjoy getting flowers, because I... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. You can tell me if this is bad. Okay. Sometimes when people say they don't, don't buy me flowers. They're a waste of money or waste mm. of something. I want something better. I want jewelry or mm. I don't know what they want. I'm always like, no, you want the flowers. You're just not getting them. Yeah. That's uh, easier. True. 
I don't think it's always true, but that's the first thought I have. Like, I, I think I think when someone says that, it's because it's probably a situation where the it's like the easiest thing the guy could do. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, but it's I, like low hanging fruit. Like I'll just yeah, get yeah. you flowers, and yeah, yeah. I want you to be happy about it. I see. I right? see. Right? Like yeah, you, yeah. like you don't see me. You don't see that I actually need something else or want something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But right. if you have like other parts of your life that are fulfilled, the flowers are just like a nice treat, a nice surprise. I get that. You know what I mean? I do get that. I also think though. If your expectation was for on Valentine's Day for them to do the right thing, mm-hmm. maybe just like accept the flowers that day and yeah. then the other days work on the other stuff. Also, do not buy me roses on Valentine's Day because I know that capitalism got you good <laughs> and you paid thrice yeah. what you would have paid for them in January. Right. So don't do that. That yeah. I could But you're not going to be mad if no. someone gets them for you. No, but I would be like, oh, damn it. I, you could have gotten like... Yeah, like a ginormous bouquet for these. This you like, would you would say thank you politely and then text me. Can you believe they paid triple sixty dollars yeah. for a dozen roses? Yes, yes. That's just a scam. That, it, yeah. It's just a scam. But it's not all a scam. The no, holiday itself no. is not a scam. Right. It's actually your ancient relatives Correct. doing it, and it's the energy of divine feminine mm-hmm. and divine masculine. I use divine. Yeah. Because I mean, like the actual pure form of it, not gendered. Yeah, it's like it's like the weird version that like capitalism tied Coca-Cola to Christmas. Yes. Like yes. we've somehow tied specifically red roses yes. to Valentine's when Day. When it was actually crocuses. Right. Get so me that, some crocuses. That's what I mean. Like it's this it's this sort of hyper fixation on this yes. one capitalistic idea. Yep. And then we're stuck there. Yes. Paying out the ass for it. Yes. And like the the earth isn't benefiting no the earth is like hurting right instead of like the honoring of the crocuses was celebrating the The earth earth. right yeah okay also if you're thinking about the planning if someone had to if they grew the crocuses themselves they had to plant them a long time ago right so hey if you're listening if you have a partner who the flowers don't mean as much to but you like getting them flowers Mm. maybe you plant some crocus seeds exactly and then when you pick them and give them like oh no 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 I actually grew these. Yes. Pro tip. Or give them crocus seeds and say, we'll grow these together and we count oh, them every year together. Jamie! Jamie! Oh, double cancer! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So the Romans also honored the goddess Februa. Okay. Does that happen to sound yeah. familiar? <laughs> February. <laughs> yes. That's where February comes from. Okay. And she is the goddess, goddess of fresh starts and cleansing. Perfect. Okay, so if you have the need to start spring cleaning mm-hmm. or organizing or getting rid of people in your life that don't work or issues in your life are coming up, right? Well, first of all, it aligns right with eclipse season, so it makes a lot of sense yep. astrologically. True. And yes, our ancestors knew that. Yes, they did. But this is why we're honoring this god mm-hmm. and this goddess, right? Like, I, I just. One of the things that always bothers me, this is another side tangent. This okay. is a side tangenty episode, but. Here we are. It's just what it is. <laughs> it's what this day is for us. I think that's what people like about us. Okay, they like our side I think they do. Okay. We have most every month and every day of the week is named after uh, what we call the old gods and yes. goddesses. Okay? Friday's Freya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when they're like a Greek god or a Greek goddess, it's like, oh, that's mythology. Mm. It's acceptable. Oh, Okay. I see. That's pagan culture. Yes. Excuse you. No, yeah. Why is it just okay um, in mythology if it's like Greek or Roman? I think there's been some sort of tie to like intellectualism. Yeah. That like those those pagans 
yeah. were like smarter or more civilized or whiter. Definitely, they were whiter. Mm-hmm. So that could be it too. Some white supremacy sprinkled in. There's I don't always, know. It's always yeah. bothered me since I was a yeah. child. I've been like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, like we, that goddess is okay. Mm. I can say February. I can say February, and you don't even teach me who that is. But like, I know it, and like, it came up in the Greek mythology book once, and I was like, but no one's talking about Bridget. No. No, not me, not here in America. I mean, they're talking about Sometimes. Saint Bridget, who I'm right. pretty sure was made up. Right. And who would have definitely been burned at the stake. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I don't know. It just always bugged me. Yeah, that smells like white supremacy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mentioned this in one of our episodes about, um, like, when we were talking about all the Sabbaths, like, mm-hmm. in groups. But I love this. So there was a Nordic tradition where there was a ritual to prepare the earth for planting so they would like strew salt and ashes and sacred herbs on the earth no matter if there was snow as a way to like ritualistically call Mm -hmm. in it being ready to to plant now people will be like but that's not causing anything and what i think that they don't understand is that what the energy of something like that does yes and that the earth is very responsive to energy right the earth is energy like i don't know how to like do you know it's like so obvious but it's like not at the same time well, it's not if you've never thought that way or been taught I guess, that way. I guess. Just people have so many rituals in their lives, but they don't call them rituals. And right. then there's like a couple things that it's like, okay, well, it's okay if you call like, it's okay if you say you have a nighttime ritual because we know for a fact that that helps people sleep better. Because science has proved it. Yeah. Science allows that. And they're even now being like, you should meditate. And I'm like, this is witchy shit. What is happening? Right. Right? I, I love that it's witchy shit, but like, why are you talking about it like that? Right. So that's okay. But mm-hmm. like the fact that our Nordic ancestors like strewn salt and ashes and herbs as they walked around to call in that energy. Right. They give the earth something because it was about to give them a lot. Exactly. That That's weird. Yeah. It's just reciprocity. But yeah. it's also, you can think about it if it doesn't make sense to you. You can think about how you can walk into a room. Yeah. And you can easily ruin everybody else's mood. Oh, yes. Right? I yes. could easily ruin everyone's mood just with my energy and my oh, face. My face could ruin everyone's day if I wanted it to. Yes. <laughs> I was say like a face that launches a thousand ships. Mine's like the face that is like pisses everybody a off. million arguments. I feel like really, I've said this to you a lot lately. My soul just irritates the shit out of people. I, it throws them off. I, I just have entered a room. I just, or I asked you how you were. I did not... I didn't do anything else. Well, like we said in the um, episode for intuitive empathic kids that like we are triggers for people. It's, it's kind just, of tiring. Yeah, it? it is. But yeah. but so you could walk into a room and, and, and ruin the energy of it. You yeah. could also walk into a room and completely brighten it up and make it wonderful. I mean, anytime a puppy or a baby wa- comes into a room, right. you watch that happen. Right. So that's the same exact thing. If yes. you are walking around with a bucket of ashes and herbs yep. and you're like, oh my God, I can't fucking wait for spring and this yes. goddamn carrots to grow. Yes. How excited you are. Like think yes. about how hungry and tired and cold you were if you were in the Northern Hemisphere, right? Yes. Or like, you know, think about that mm-hmm. and like the energy that you're then like getting this land ready. Yeah. Think about the energy you're literally throwing out. Literally. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's and it's how it works. If you understand elements at all you would understand why it would be something like salt Salt right as an enhancer like do you know what i mean like you would under if you looked at what herbs they were choosing if you looked at like the fact that it's ashes well i was just gonna say ashes protect 
people put ashes down on plants and shrubs for the winter to protect the yes. roots, to protect the plants. Yes. It's not just some like weird idea. It's really smart and well thought out. Right. And the thing is, like, if I say I'm going to do that, like mm-hmm. when people find out that I and you and I blow cinnamon at our front doors on the first of every month. We do. They're like, were you a devil worshiper or something? Right. So, you know or what? Just, even just like people are just think it's silly. Yeah. So, like, you know what, ridiculous. Susan? Susan, I had to listen to you tell me about your stupid eating ritual where the kitchen's closed at 6 p.m. and you don't allow yourself to eat anymore and how toxic that is for you and how much that hurts you. Right. I listened to you talk about that. That's a ritual, Susan. Yes. And my ritual doesn't hurt anyone. It actually helps everyone inside my home. Right. So stop it. Yeah, exactly. Stop it, Susan. Please, Susan. Sorry that Susan is always our scapegoat. <laughs> Sorry, Susan. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Another name for this sabbat was Candlemas. I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways, but I think Candlemas okay. is the best one. So there are many different versions of this, but here's like the basic one that's kind of across the board. Mm-hmm. Women representing the goddess of spring would enter into a circle holding or wearing a circle of candles. So you've seen like the head things. That seems too dangerous to me. I would not let fire that close to my hair. I would hold it, but different cultures do that. So the fire of the candles in a circle represented the sun. Okay. Christians later had clergy bless and distribute candles on candelamas to, because again, they couldn't get rid of the ritual. Yeah, because it's so cool. Yes. See, so cool that you smacked the mic. Sorry, everybody. It's fine. She got fired up about it. (laughs) All right, I want to tell you about something, and I want to hear what this is what I call it, and then I want you to tell me what you think everybody else calls it. Okay. So we have in our current culture in this month a modern day weather divination ritual. Yeah, Groundhog Day. (laughs) (laughs) People talk about it. It is a weather divination ritual. Yeah. It is that. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. That's interesting. That we do. It's on the news. No, it's literally. It's on the calendar. It's definitely on the news. It's on the calendar. Yeah, it is. People talk about it around a water cooler. Is that still a thing? But people talk about it. Oh, everyone has a. Everyone has their like water big water to carry around with them, <laughs> the size of their head. <laughs> people talk about it on TikTok. Then I guess I don't mm-hmm. know. Wherever people talk to each other, they talk about it. Right. But do you also think anyone actually knows what it is or where it came from? No, it's just like this cute, weird, gimmicky thing. Yeah. It's that, not. like mayors of small towns use. That's how I see it. Yeah. Like, it's like some 80s movie. It is actually another poorly stolen of course. tradition mm-hmm. from German pagans. Oh, interesting. Okay. So they actually used a hedgehog and did the okay. same thing. But uh, there was this like influx of German settlers in Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. I don't know why. I read about it. There was a lot of different... Because of this, because of that, I don't know. But if you are interested in this, you could definitely deep dive further if you want to know why the Germans came to Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you there's a lot of different stories of like a large group of one cultural background or people from a certain area coming and settling in like one certain area area in America. Right. I think there was different incentives and things. I I don't know. I'm sure. Okay. I also think that maybe if some part of your family came over, maybe you'd go to the same place. That would make sense. I think it's a lot of those things. Okay. So they were there, and they couldn't find hedgehogs, but there was a lot of groundhogs around in Pennsylvania. Okay. So they were, I think they were like, this is Close. what I'm imagining, like 
Hedgehog, groundhog. Close. They both say hog. Right. I mean, it's also called like a woodchuck. True. So, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Close, Close enough. enough. Okay. So they switched it to that. Mm-hmm. Now, there was this thing called the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club. Okay. And they claimed that their ma- mascot, Phil, was America's only true weather forecasting groundhog. Such a weird American thing to do. So effing weird. Okay. Only so, our groundhog can yeah. predict the weather. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you that the German pagans, everyone would just use a groundhog. Of course. It wasn't, there wasn't one special... <laughs> One Jesus, guy. Jesus groundhog right. or something. So I don't know. Maybe some superior Ours is idol. the one true, true groundhog. descendant of the magical groundhog. Gross. I don't know. Gross. Like actually, it was a hedgehog. But I just picture Sonic the Hedgehog doing Same. it. Same. If you it, say hedgehog, I'm yeah. seeing Sonic. Exactly. Okay. So that's where that comes from. A German pagan tradition okay. that a weird groundhog club made a huge thing. And it's always, when you see it on the news, this Puxatani groundhog club... <laughs> They always are white men dressed like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, they have like old timey outfits on. It's like so weird. (laughs) So if you're like, this is interesting, but also odd and awkward. How did we get here? Yeah, that's that's how. how. (laughs) So strange. It is. Okay, that's it. There was also a Celtic tradition that if you hear a lark sing on Imbolc, it was a sign of early spring. Oh, nice. The idea of having animals as weather divination tools <laughs> was our ancestors did it all the time. It's something that's so obviously witchy. I know. But it's so it's been so like ingrained in our society that people don't even think of it that way. I know. Well, you know that I have recently become fascinated and really into birds. Yes, you have. Like a bird cam. I do. <laughs> I can't figure it out to keep the squirrels off of it, though. So if oh. anyone has a bird buddy and they have a great tip, please tell us. Damn squirrels. <laughs> I hate the squirrels. Anyways, if you all of a sudden find yourself drawn to, like, mm-hmm. birds or a certain animal or any of that, that mm-hmm. is about as witchy as you can get. Yes. So just embrace it. Just embrace yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I just have a few more things to tell you. Okay. I want to actually show you a picture of a sun wheel because this is an interesting topic. So. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm holding up one of my favorite oh, books. I'll shout yeah. it out. It's called Sabbats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Dane McCoy. Okay. It's got a lot of awesome information if anyone's looking for a book. Okay. This is a sun wheel, Jay. Okay. So can you kind of explain what it is? Um, it looks to me, I would say it would probably be Celtic. And it mm-hmm. looks like it was like twigs and wood woven together into a circle. Yep. And then there's just a cross in the middle of it. Yes. With more woven sticks. Yes, exactly. So this woven mm-hmm. was made. A lot of people made it for the goddess Bridget. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the only the cross part, the church had people make on St. Bridget's Day. I was going to say, because a lot of people have, I myself included, have St. Bridget's cross yes. above your door in your house. It's just the sun wheel without the circle. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So yep. now this symbol... Mm-hmm. was also taken and slightly adjusted as the Nazi symbol. <sighs> Bastards. Yes. So what they used to do with it would they would take vines and they mm-hmm. would you would put them up like mm-hmm. these these kind of look like wreaths, I think. Yeah. They weren't always hanging. Mm-hmm. And that would be to represent the sun. So you're calling in the sun with right. this. But the Nazis took it as their symbol of supremacy. 
And I just think it's interesting because I didn't know you were going to say the Nazi pot in the beginning. Oh. And like, look at it. It's like right, right here. here. Right. Like they are stealing the stuff too. Yes. Some traditions already had the wreath circle and you would add the crossbar to it mm-hmm. at the sabbat. So like, okay, now it's in. Oh, oh, you just put it in. Now you put the, okay. the cross in. Gotcha. The crossbars often symbolize the crossroads of the spirits crossing between their world and ours. Oh, cool. Okay. I like that. Meet me at the crossroads. Is that Bone spark in harmony? Yes. <laughs> that we'll tell song. you exactly how yeah. old we are if you're not sure. <laughs> so especially in Irish and Norse traditions, spirit ancestors were a huge part of Imbolc Night. Yep. Like they were honored, they were pulled in, they were drawn in, all of that. Love it. These crossroads were also used to seal in negativity. Okay. So you would bury the negativity... And put like in the ground. Yep. And you would put the cross on top of it to keep it from coming back out. Okay. Gotcha. Later, there became a Latin tradition of putting crosses on coffins to keep someone from, if they became a vampire, from getting out. Come on. That's where that comes from. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Okay. Sheesh. Throwing coins in a well and making a wish was a pagan tradition. Love. Okay. In England, Cornwall, and Ireland, they had traditions of magical, with a K, wells being visited on Imbolc. Yes. Okay. And people would throw coins in and say the goddess's name. So whichever goddess they were calling in. Right. A lot of times it was Bridget. Just depends where you were. Okay. And that goddess would make their wishes come true. Now, the thing that is my favorite about this is do you have a guess for what the well represented? It's giving me cornucopia vibes, if that helps. Yeah, I was going to say, like fertility, uteruses. The birth canal. Yeah, there we go. So, because that's where, like, literally creation would become, would right. be, right? Like, that's where it would come, and then it would be birthed through the canal and would come. So, if you're trying to manifest, you're going to use symbolism of the right. birth canal. Yep. I know that may, might make people squidgy again. That's the actual vagina. Right. Right. The vagina isn't what we actually call the vagina. If you want an anatomy lesson, which you probably don't. And we also know that vagina just means sword holder. Which is terrible. Okay. Terrible. So because this represented the birth canal and the goddess. So if you see a well, that represents a goddess. Every time. Especially an old well that was built. Yep. That was for the goddess. They were destroyed by the church, a lot of them. Because it was like too powerful of an energy to be female. Wow. And the birth canal, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the birth canal. No. What are you talking about? Right. That's unholy or something. Yeah. And it's probably the holiest place right. ever. Exactly. Exactly. You can still you can still find some of these though. Like in England and Scotland and Ireland, you can find these really old wells. And I just say, I'm saying right now, you and I need to go to one and throw some coins in. Yeah, no, people travel to those specifically. Yeah. Like they go there to go to them. So if anyone wants to like have like sponsor us to go do that, we will we'll like film it for you. Yeah. We'll explain it. We'll I mean we could if enough <laughs> of you want to come, we could go as a group. Yes. Just putting that out there. There's a Scottish tradition of throwing salt in a fire on in bulk. Okay. And then you read the messages from the pops and the light it makes. Okay. So reading fire and smoke symbolism is yeah, that's yeah. tale as old as time, but that's yep. that. Uh, a broom placed next to your fireplace for protection. Love. So you would take your besom or your broom and you would make, put it right next to the fireplace for in bulk. Right. The Chinese New Year takes place in February and the dragon is what turns the wheel of the year. Okay. Every single thing. I looked 
I looked everywhere. Right. Every single thing I read said that using the dragon and celebrating the Chinese New Year was an open practice. Okay. I I really, I tried as hard as I could. I could not confirm it with like, Mm -hmm. I don't know who I would confirm it with, but if anyone knows differently, let me know. There are certainly some Chinese practices that are closed, Closed. but the the dragon and the wheel of the year and the like celebrating Chinese New Year seemed like a very open practice to me. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Also in Egypt, the Feast of Nut Mm -hmm. is basically their version of Imbolc. Okay. So... I have this directly from uh, religions.com again, unfortunately, but Nut was seen as a mother figure to the sun god Ra, who at sunrise was known as Kepera Mm -hmm. and took the form of a scarab beetle. She is typically portrayed as a nude woman covered in stars and it is positioned above her is her husband Geb, the Mm -hmm. earth god. Mm -hmm. When she comes down to meet him each night, darkness falls. Okay. So I remember learning about Nut the goddess nut and she was like the sky goddess like mm-hmm. sky stars cosmos astrology yep. astronomy mm-hmm. all of that stuff she represented so that tracks yeah so again very similar like she's coming down to meet yep. her husband the earth god like, exactly that's what we're celebrating right. very similar here right okay valentine's day i just had to like be real literal about it for you right saint valentine was a priest who supposedly lived in the third century a.d okay uh, believed to be taken from the Roman pagan festival of Lupercalia. Yes. When I say believed to be taken, taken. It was. That's where they got it from. Yes, the exactly. whole story of St. Valentine. Yep. So on February, so Lupercalia, on February 15th of every year, they honored the gods Faunus mm-hmm. and Lupercus, who yep. were the gods of agriculture and fertility. Exactly. So it's all gonna... the same story. Exactly. It's just through whatever, wherever you lived. This story, though, is fucking crazy. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I'm going to read it to you. All right. Let's hear it. Because I had this idea to do a bit to you. Oh, God. And then I threw it out the window because I was I just couldn't imagine that I would be able to keep it together and not die <laughs> laughing. I'm nervous. Before I read this to you, I was going to say, like, could you please expose a piece of your skin? And then I was going to smack you with, like, a piece of chicken. No, thank you. <laughs> That would not have. But then I didn't think I could have gotten far with it <laughs> enough to be able to read this. No, just read it. Okay. <laughs> As you can see, I made the right choice not to hit Jamie with meat. Okay. Oh. Lupa Collier was a. Oh, this is from History.co, by the way. Okay. Lupercalia was a major festival of the Roman calendar and was commemorated every year on February fifteenth. It was held in honor of the gods Faunus and Lupercus, the gods of agriculture and fertility. It's also honored the mythological founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus. Romulus and Remus. Remus, thank yeah. you. In the morning, the priests of Lupercus, known as the Luperci, gathered at the Lupercal Cave, the place where Romulus and Remus were said to have been cared for as babies by a she-wolf. Mm-hmm. The cave lay at the foot of the Palestine Hill, the spot at which the brothers were believed to have founded Rome. In representation of fertility, and because Lupercus was a god of shepherds, two male goats were sacrificed in the cave. This was followed by the sacrifice of a dog to represent purification, and because dogs often guarded the flocks. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to just stop for a second and say that when they say sacrifice, they mean they were going to eat them. They weren't just killed for, like, the gods. They were, like, part of their festival. Yes. So before you get too squeamish. Right, right. Okay. Blood taken from the sacrificial knife was then 
smeared across the foreheads of two naked Lupercai. The knife was then wiped clean with a piece of milk-soaked wool. Historians suggest that this ritual is the reason why Valentine's Day is associated with the colors red and white. Wow. Because they say, historically, our ancestors aren't seeing those colors, so they would have never connected mm. them. So where does this come from? Blood. Blood and milk-soaked milk. wool. There's the milk again, remember? It's yeah. in like every story. Yes. Red represents the blood from the sacrifice, while white represents the milk on the wool signifying new life so sacrifice and new life if you wear red and white hmm. that's what you're representing on that day it's interesting i think people know about romulus and remus like if they studied latin yeah that's like a big story that you learn in latin class uh -huh. yeah. not all that part no <laughs> that part i didn't learn but yeah. i remember my grandmother the like religious grandmother very religious yeah. roman catholic grandmother yeah had like a little statue of wolves that she yeah. brought out of romulus and remus it's roman culture Right. And yes. she didn't realize, well, I mean, maybe she did, but it wasn't told to me as being this like pagan ritual. Of course not. Of course not. She probably didn't know it was. No, I yeah. don't think it was told to her that way. I mean, when you, anytime you're talking about your ancient ancestors, you're talking about oh, pagans. Pagan. Right, right. But we don't connect that. Right. Okay. So they were, the feasting followed this ritual. And after the stomachs were full, the Luprakai cut strips from the sacrifice goat called thongs and dipped them in sacrificial blood. The Luprakai then ran naked through the streets of Rome and whipped any women within striking distance. Many welcomed the lashing, lashing, often revealing bare skin to the thong to strike. The Romans believed that the thong would make childless women more fertile while blessing pregnant women with the gift of an easy birth. Wow. That's a ritual. That's a ritual. That's a ritual. That's why I wanted to hit you with some meat. No, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to bless like you. like a milky thong. Milky thong. I can't believe you just said milky thong. I did. I'll say it again. This is where all the stuff we, we do comes from. All right. of these things. I, I want a lot of the stuff we read about like pagan culture is like really beautiful. This is fucking crazy. It's wild. But like, I also don't know, is this interpreted right? Like, Who knows? Were they really doing this? Probably. I, I don't I don't know. I think our ancestors were working so hard and then they were just weirdly partying hard. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, again, we're seeing it through the lens of this modern life. It yeah. It probably wasn't actually that weird. It probably was oh. like a big, like you just said, like you're, you're finally letting go yeah. of like white knuckling through winter. Yeah. So you're going to run naked through the street and whip <laughs> women with thongs of meat soaked in blood so that they can have a baby. Sweet. Uh sweet i mean we could try bringing back this if you want i don't think i don't think i well. have any roman um ancestry to my knowledge so maybe i'm not the right person for it but no no okay if you it's are a close, it's a close practice i'm just gonna call it now it's a close practice <laughs> you're closing don't it. anybody do it i'm closing it i if we have people who know about this tradition more i would love to hear yeah what you think of it or how you were taught it yeah so same please tell us <laughs> definitely all right <laughs> I hope this helps everybody feel better about this time of year. Yeah. Right? Like, I hope the way so. you want to celebrate Valentine's Day, if you want to go whip the person you love with some blood-soaked meat, I mean, you could just tell them to listen to the end of the podcast. And, like, it's really, it's an act of love. <laughs> if they did buy you the roses and pay yes. all the money, yes. maybe you whip them with the blood-soaked meat, thong, <laughs> thong meat. We need to move on. Okay. Let's go get some coffee. Okay, bye. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. 
If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go on to whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.